Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, November 6th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, an artist has been giving tours twice a year of toxic waste sites in St. Louis County. Some on those tours say they've heard about Times Beach and the West Lake Landfill, but have never seen them up close. It's a little, like, bizarre to be driving around to these sites that are just, like, slightly removed from paths that I've taken my whole life, you know. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen will have more on what people learn from visiting polluted areas in the St. Louis region in just a bit. First, the news. Democrats have captured a West St. Louis County, Missouri House seat that has been in Republican hands for years. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on Trish Gunby's victory in the 99th District. Gunby defeated Republican Leanne Pittman by more than eight percentage points. The seat that includes places like Manchester and Valley Park had historically elected Republicans, but also gravitated to Democrats like U.S. Senator Claire McCaskill. Gumby says her win showcases that West St. Louis County residents can respond to candidates with strong Democratic principles. People are just tired of the negativity and they are looking for more civil times. And I think that my message um, provided that. Gumby will likely take office next January. Two other Democrats, Michael Person and Rasheen Aldridge, won special elections in the 74th and 78th House districts. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. Also from yesterday's elections, Rolla residents will soon start paying a local tax when they make online purchases. 56% of voters approved a referendum yesterday to start collecting the use tax, which is the same 2.25% as the local sales tax. Rolla Mayor Lou Magnitz says the revenue will be used to increase pay for police and firefighters, which the city is struggling to hire because of low wages. So we've gone eight months trying to hire and get fully staffed. So when you're not fully staffed, those officers are working very, very long shifts. Okay, and that's that's not good. Voters in St. James also approved a use tax. However, a similar initiative in Phelps County failed. St. Louis County Police Chief John Belmar says a $20 million discrimination verdict against his department was surprising. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, the chief also sees opportunity in the aftermath. Last month, a jury ruled the department had refused to promote a police sergeant because he is gay and then retaliated against him when he complained. In response, County Executive Sam Page promised, quote, serious change at the top, but he's since expressed support for Belmar. The chief says he appreciates that support. Leaders have a responsibility to lead through crisis. My mission, my demand is that we're better off because of that when we get through that. Belmar says he will cooperate with an outside review ordered by the Board of Police Commissioners. He's also asked for additional funding for anti-bias training. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Rachel is also reporting St. Louis County is getting additional legal help to deal with the aftermath of that nearly $20 million verdict. The county council has approved a $75,000 contract with local law firm Lewis Rice. The county has until November 25th to decide whether to appeal or to ask a judge to lower the amount it has to pay. 
your thoughts matter, tell us what you think about The Gateway by emailing comments to feedback at stlpublicradio.org. The St. Louis area has a history of industry dumping toxic waste where it shouldn't, like the dioxin contamination that evacuated the Times Beach community in the 1980s and the radioactive Manhattan Project waste that's been sitting under the Westlake landfill for more than four decades. A local artist offers tours of those sites twice a year to encourage people to think critically about how humans treat land. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen went on one of those tours. Before you embark on a journey to learn about St. Louis's toxic waste history, you check in with Alana Ross, a red-haired artist wearing a park ranger's outfit, hat included. At a coffee shop in South St. Louis, she hands out booklets and offers respirators. To be honest, they're not like totally needed, but the smells at Westlake can be really bad. Then Ross and everyone else hops into their cars to start the tour. Ross picks sites that are being cleaned up, like Coldwater Creek and the Westlake Landfill. And she takes people to others that were cleaned up years ago and turned into parks, like the Weldon Springs site in St. Charles. She wants people to think about how humans cope with contaminated land. That's really what I want out of this, is for people to start caring about these sites and what's going to happen to them. At each site, Ross describes its history. A reporter with an official document list of suspected dioxin-contaminated sites called the city clerk of Times Beach. Then she lets people ask questions or express their thoughts about the site. St. Louis resident Erin McMullen says the tour has given her a new perspective about the area she grew up in. It's a little like bizarre to be driving around to these sites that are just like slightly removed from paths that I've taken my whole life, you know. At the Bridgeton Landfill, St. Louis resident Tommy Nagel says seeing the equipment that covers the site is like watching someone on life support. Looks like my uh, grandpa dying of uh, pneumonia in the hospital, tubes and pipes and everything. That's a hell of a comparison. Yeah, Mother, Mother Earth is dying over here. Ross says that people respond pretty emotionally to the tour, and perhaps that's the first step to changing how we treat the environment. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. Board games have come a long way since Monopoly. They are more sophisticated, and sometimes they focus on unusual topics. Take Wingspan, one of the most popular games of the year, where players collect a flock of birds. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, it's also a game with St. Louis roots. Wingspan has a bunch of rules, but the goal is pretty simple. Attract birds to your wildlife preserve with foods they eat, like insects and seeds. It's meant to be a peaceful game, but things can get a little heated. I've just been doing it from his hand. I had to, I had, because I thought I had to. Alarm, cheater alert. (laughs) Wingspan was released earlier this year, and by the end of 2019, there will be more than 200,000 copies in circulation worldwide. In a market crowded with war and fantasy games, the fact that a scientifically accurate educational game about birds has been so successful is surprising, even to its publisher, St. Louis-based Stonemeyer Games. Co-founder and president Jamie Stegmeyer acknowledges publishing the game was a bit of a risk. I did wonder, would hobby gamers who are used to sci-fi and fantasy themes, would they 
even give it a try. The game designed by health policy consultant Elizabeth Hargrave has become wildly popular with hardcore gamers and birdwatchers, two groups whose interests don't often overlap. Tara Homan has been birding for more than five years. She's only played the game a handful of times, but she's already picked up new knowledge. I learned something new playing the game, and I like to, I like to consider myself a good birder on most occasions. So. <laughs> Part of the attraction is the original artwork. Each of the 170 playing cards has a detailed drawing of a different bird species. St. Louis artist Natalia Rojas helped illustrate the game. She says some birds, like the wild turkey, were very difficult to draw. You have the different textures on the feathers, like it's so puffy. You need something that really looks like it's almost alive, almost 3D. Rojas says she wasn't all that interested in birds before working on Wingspan. She'd see one and think, oh, cute, but that was it. Now her and her two young daughters are avid birders. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Our David Cosseres edited Eli's story on tours of toxic waste sites. A big thanks to Eli, Rachel Lippman, and Ryan Delaney for filling in over the past few days. I needed to take some time off. My wife completed the New York City Marathon. I just got lost in the New York subway system. Shula Newman is executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.